Welcome to the Henry Puffer Podcast with Annabelle, Julia, Dom, Max, Leah, Adrian, John, and Lila. Today, our guest is Kylie Fields. This Chicago-based trained chef and founder of For Good Foods not only creates delicious meals, but has founded a company that specializes in granola. She's a mother of three, owns her own company, and has an amazing story to share. Welcome to the show, Mrs. Fields. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, education, family, and whatever else you would like to share. So, uh, as you said, I am a trained chef, but ironically, it was a second career for me. So, I started my professional life after college at an advertising agency, and I was in advertising for about uh, 12 years, and then I decided I wanted to stay home and be with my itty-bitty kids, and that lasted for like six months, and I said, I need something else to do. So I went to culinary school and I thought my would be their kitchen, their front of the house. And I realized when I was in culinary school, I really liked being in the kitchen. So I thought, well, I'll just kind of give this a try and started private chef work. So I would go into people's homes, do fine dining experiences for like a special occasion, and then really liked engaging with my customers and teaching them about ingredients and how to cook and how to make cooking more simple. Um, so I did, started teaching and Forca Granola kind of came about because the pandemic happened, right? And I wanted something to do. I really loved being home with my family, but I felt like my professional career was on the back burner and I needed a hobby, something, right? Um, and I thought granola would be kind of fun. So that was my hobby. And fast forward two years later, it's now business. Mm-hmm. What inspired you to become a chef? Did you always enjoy cooking? Um, funny story. So I, I thought I always enjoyed cooking, but I remember being married for probably about six months to my husband, to my husband who I, before we had kids, and um, I made. Have you guys ever heard of Hamburger Helper? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a chef ever used Hamburger Helper ever before? I used Hamburger Helper. And my husband said, honey, thank you so much for making dinner, but please don't make this again. (laughs) And then I had a couple other faults in cooking, but the biggest thing that made me want to be a chef was really just practicing, right? The best part about learning about how to do something and making sure it's something you enjoy doing is practice, 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 right? So I've been a chef for about 15 years now and every day I get better when I practice more and more. Um, but yeah, I didn't always want to be a chef. Uh, I didn't know I'd ever be good at it until I actually started practicing and spending the time and enjoying it, and, and that's kind of where I got to be where I am right now. What led you to start your company, and when did you start it? So I had mentioned earlier, uh, it was kind of a pandemic project for me. Um, I have, like you said, a family of uh, five with my kids and I never really had the opportunity to do something in my professional life that included some connection to my family and if you've read anything about our company you know that we have a really important social cause and that is the for good at for good granola so at for good granola we give to organizations that elevate kids and adults with disabilities and I have two beautiful superhero daughters who have significant special needs and it was my opportunity to 
merge my culinary profession with my personal connection to my kids who have disabilities. So a lot of people take for good as it's good for you. It's very confusing, right? Everything for good with granola, you'd assume is nutritionally based, but the for good is our mission. Will there be more divisions of your company besides granola? Mm, that's a good question, which is interesting, right? That's why I started the company with it being for good foods. It's kind of the umbrella company with the intention that there's always opportunity for more foods. I'm having a lot of fun with granola right now, though. Um, so yeah, potentially there will be another for good something, um, maybe for good mm, jardinier or for good sauces or for good spices. I'm, I think I'm going to stick with granola at least for the next year, though. Cool. How many employees do you have? Mm. So employees are an interesting definition. Right now, if we're really talking how many true employees, it's me, myself, and I. But I also hire a company that helps me with my digital marketing. So they're an extension of my company. I have a bookkeeper because I learned pretty early that mm, just because you're great in the kitchen and you can make up recipes and create recipes and convert cups to teaspoons and back and forth, you can't necessarily keep your books very well. So I have a bookkeeper that helps me with my finances. I have an accountant that makes sure I do all my finances at the end of the year correctly. But I'm the true employee of Four Good Granola. Um, and actually, I'll be bringing an intern on that this summer. So that's super exciting. That'll kind of be my first partial employee. What's your favorite part of being a chef? My favorite part about of being a chef, I would say is probably also the most distracting part of owning a, a food company. So uh, I really like experimenting in the kitchen. I love trying out new recipes. I love learning how to better a recipe. So really experimentation, I would say, is my favorite part of being a chef. Can you share um, with us how much you've donated so far since you started your mission, or just maybe some benefits that companies have gotten? Yeah, very good question. So in terms of how much I've donated, so we established our company in 2021, early 2021, and that year we gave 12% of our revenue, so of our sales, to organizations that support our mission. And then in 2022, it's 15%. So really for me, my goal is to continue trying to increase that number a little bit, right? That's the main goal of me starting this um, company is to how, how can we give the most that we want to give to, an or to organizations that support our mission. Um, but in terms of how it helps, there's lots of different ways um, through bringing awareness and attention to organizations that others might not know about. You know, with having two daughters who have just thrived in the community and schools because of organizations like um, CSPAR and uh, Markland and uh, Ray Graham Association. I already know a lot of those organizations and then we're able to like build awareness about them, tell other people about these great organizations. But then some of the other things we've done is um, we recently gave to an organization a few months ago called Clearbrook. And Clearbrook helps um, kids and adults who have some type of disability through therapies, through in-home support, through respite, things like that, but we were able to donate enough money to basically get them all new iPads. And what that allowed them to do is basically have recreational, educational, and communication access to new technology that was really outdated so they could talk to their families, 
they could play games, they could look for jobs. And this is stuff that isn't often given through grants. Um, so any way we can help, even if it's a small, as small as giving iPads to organizations that need it, that help adults with disabilities, that's what I love about it. Okay, would you ever consider allowing our podcast to sell your granola at our school so that families could enjoy your granola? You snuck that question in, didn't you? I would, I would. You would be, I would be honored if you'd be willing to sell my granola. Especially because it seems that you have a pretty good understanding of why I started the business. You did a lot of research on that. And you also seem to have a really good understanding of how important that mission is to me. So yes, of course. Okay. Of course. How did you get stores to carry your product? Mm. That's the hardest part that no one told me about. You get a lot of no's in the beginning and you learn how you might not be saying the right thing or asking the right questions when you go into a retailer. So I remember my very first grocery store I got into, it was just, you guys may not know, in Hinsdale there's a grocery store called Kramer Foods. Okay. Are you familiar? Right, it's a real small grocery store. And the buyer there is who you basically, you go in and ask to speak to the grocery buyer. And he has since retired, but his name was Tony. And Tony, I walked in, I probably had the company for about a year and had decided I wanted to go into retail locations. I walked in and I was talking to Tony and he was asking me all these questions. I was so nervous. I was afraid I wasn't answering the questions right. He was very, very intentional. But he finished with a smile on his face and I said, he said, I will hold space on my shelf for you. Come to me when your labels are where they need to be and you've got an ingredient, nutritional facts, and you've got a UPC and I will sell your granola and Kramer Foods has been selling my griddle ever since. And I will say that still continues to be, when people ask me, my biggest win. You know, now I'm in Fresh Time and Standard Market and some bigger grocery stores. That's still my biggest win because it was the first time that someone else believed in my griddle outside of me. So that was super exciting. Okay. Are these stores that support your mission? Because if that's the case, then we think every store should carry your granola. Mm, I love that. I think a lot of them do, right? I, I, whether they support my mission specifically or support the importance of a company that does more than just sells food, I think there's a lot of alignment in there, right? It's We can all make up a product and sell it and make money, but I think What's so important, including what you guys do with your podcast, right, is how do we find a way to give back to our community That's financially? So I think those retailers love that part that by supporting a local brand like mine and supporting them in a community that they live in, they're also supporting a social cause or other organizations and people in that community just the same. Amazing. How do you choose which organizations to support? Yeah, so I... I'm familiar with many organizations, but there's a lot I'm not from. There are a lot I'm not familiar with, just because my kiddos aren't of the age where they've really needed the experiences of larger organizations that support older adults. Um, so I'm always looking for more organizations. I know a lot, but I don't know it all, and so I often ask, you know, through social media and things like that. Hey, if you know an organization that I'm not familiar with, or there's one that you know of that would be in need of support give me a shout out and let me know because there's a lot I don't know that's out there that people that need, right, that money to support. What was, was it hard to be a salesman and a chef at the same time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. 
And I learned that, probably it took me a couple months of this, but I learned that my best selling attribute was actually talking about being a chef. And I didn't used to do that when I would go in and sell my product. I'd just say this is an awesome granola that supports a great cause. But there was something about being a chef that added some um, validity to my product and to the flavor and to what I was doing. But yeah, I, it's probably, I enjoy it now because I enjoy talking about my granola, but it took me a long time to really be able to sell it, right? Because I just assumed I made food and it was probably good and people would want to eat it, but that's not really the case. There's a lot of people like me out there who are trying to sell a product. I feel like I've gotten better, but again, with lots of practice. Nice. How do you handle owning a company, working and being a mom at the same time? Mm -hmm. Takes a village. Um, I have a lot of very supportive people in my family. I've got two daughters who may not be able to speak, but are incredibly big helpers and are patient when they need to be patient. And I have lots of caregivers that help me along the way. So like right now, I've got someone that's at home with my daughters who's helping them, who are helping them get off the school bus and get settled from the afternoon. And I have a lot of friends that are supportive. And I really started the business with the intent of sometimes you gotta just drop it all and, and be where you need to be, right? So it's great to own your own company because although I've got lots of things I have to do and priorities and phone calls, sometimes I have to just say, this needs to happen tomorrow because it's not happening today. There's too many other things going on in my personal life with my kids or myself or my family. How often do you make batches of granola? Right now I go in the kitchen one time a week and that gets me typically about 2,000 bags of granola a month. Yeah, I could put out about that much. Now, I have someone that helps me package it. I forgot to tell you, those are another group of employees that aren't truly employees but help me. I could never package that much granola as well. But I... Okay. Do you have a favorite type of granola? I thought we just said we can't have a favorite child. Of mine or someone else's? Of mm, That's a good question. I, it goes in phases. I Right now, probably cranberry spice is my favorite granola. It's more like a chai spice flavor than a pumpkin spice. It's got some cranberry seeds in it, which are super cool. They're little tiny red seeds. Do you guys know what chia seeds are? Yeah. Yes. They're about the same size as a chia seed, but they're bright red. And cranberry seeds typically fall to the bottom of the cranberry bog. Do you know how cranberries grow? So there's they, in a big bog of water. Yeah. And the cranberry seeds normally fall to the bottom of the bog. Mm -hmm. These cranberry seeds, instead of kind of re integrating into the soil are pulled up and dehydrated and I get to use them in my granola so it's considered an upcycled ingredient which is super cool it's something that wouldn't normally be used that now has a really nice kind of bright cranberry flavor so that's probably my favorite right now um, I do have a new flavor coming out in May which I'm super excited about called sweet curry it's another Ooh. weird interesting but next time we talk that'll probably be my favorite how do you make your granola dairy-free, soy-free, and gluten-free? Uh, so I'm very intentional about my ingredients, and that is part of it, is being very conscious and knowing what's in every ingredient that goes into the bag, right? And it's really important that I don't have any, um, you know, for example, our chocolate chili has chocolate in it, so there's some dairy in that one and some soy in that one, but there's a lot of people, uh, and you may know, know that, be that person or know someone who has 
a modified diet by preference or required, right? Who can't eat gluten or tries to avoid dairy. And I think it's really important that people have food that tastes really yummy that still fits within those dietary needs. Often what happens is if you have those restrictions, you kind of settle with whatever's available, right? But don't you want it to be delicious too? So I'm just super intentional about the ingredients, making sure they kind of fit into that profile. How do you make your granola dairy-free, soy-free, and gluten-free? Uh, so I'm very intentional about my ingredients, and that is part of it, is being very conscious and knowing what's in every ingredient that goes into the bag, right? And it's really important that I don't have any, um, you know, for example, our chocolate chili has chocolate in it, so there's some dairy in that one and some soy in that one, but there's a lot of people, uh, and you may know, know that, be that person or know someone who has a modified diet by preference or required, right? Who can't eat gluten or tries to avoid dairy. And I think it's really important that people have food that tastes really yummy, that still fits within those dietary needs. Often what happens is if you have those restrictions, you kind of settle with whatever's available, right? But don't you want it to be delicious too? So I'm just super intentional about the ingredients, making sure they kind of fit into that profile. Yikes. We know you get back to our we know you give back to your community. So how can our listeners help you give back? So I say for every bag sold, you help us do good. So the more granola that sells, the more money we can give back. And often I'll do some promotions as I meet a new partner that is a social partner, a mission partner for good. Mm -hmm. And we'll send an email out or an Instagram blast that talks about, you know, this week, 50% of sales will go directly to that organization. So just keep your eyes open for that too. It's really important that um, we sell granola because that's the only really way that we can give back. So buy a bag and help us do good. Yeah. How can our listeners buy or order your granola? So you can always order it on our website and in Downers Grove we have free delivery. So it will get delivered to your doorstep. Um, as of uh, today we are in Fresh Time Downers Grove, so that's exciting. Uh, Standard Market, Kramer Foods, if you venture out to Glen Ellen, there's a store out there called Marcel's. There's a store in Lyle. Um, we're coming up with farmer's market seasons. I won't be in Downers Grove, but I'll be in a couple farmer's markets. Um, but you can always buy it online. And for anyone in Downers Grove listening, that's probably the quickest way to get it too. What kind of words of advice do you would you give to our listeners? Um, to trust your gut, right? There's a lot of people who have opinions about how you should do things in your professional life, and it's not bad to listen to those opinions, and it's actually important to listen to them, to think about them. Lots of people have given me advice, and some of it has been awesome advice. Some of it at the time I think is silly advice, and I fast forward six months later and I realize it's the best advice that anyone could have given me. So I think to always be listening, whether you think it impacts you now or you don't think it'll ever impact you in the future, probably at some point will, right? So listening, communicating, and then giving that back. I've had a lot of people who have started companies within the past year reach out to me and say, hey, I heard you started this granola company, so-and-so told me about you. Would you be willing to chat? And, and I do that because other people do that for me. Thank you so much for joining us at our table today. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. You had great questions. And to all of our listeners, as Mother Teresa once said, it's not how much we give, but it's how much love we put into giving.